0: You know, I wake up every day and I'm trying to create a product, a culture, an environment, a a 5A football program that that everybody wants to be a part of. And so, how do you do that? You know, you start it with the end in mind and then you work backwards.
1: On this week's installment of the Champion Series presented by Signature Championship Rings, we're joined by the head coach of a state champion from Iowa that just completed a three-peat winning the title in 2021, 2022, and 2023. Finished 2023 at a perfect 14 and 0, and are also on a 22-game winning streak. Brad Zelenovich has been at the helm of the Southeast Polk High School football program since 2015. He's led the Rams to a 78 and 26 record. Today, we talk about their annual plan and how they invest in their players and the detail they put into those development plans. Zelenovich emphasizes the importance of investing time and effort into developing not just good football players but good people. Coach Zelenovich's focus on creating a comprehensive annual plan for the program underscores his dedication to excellence. By valuing multi-sport athletes and emphasizing skill development alongside athletic training, he ensures that players receive a well-rounded experience that prepares them for the challenge of the high-stakes games they've been playing in. We dig into all of these things with Coach Zelenovich in this episode and stay tuned for our winning edge takeaways following the interview. What you see on tape is a direct reflection of what you teach and how you teach. Video is important, but if you don't teach well, you're not going to like what you see on your video. First Down Playbook has been helping coaches teach better for 13 years It allows you to present installs, playbooks, and practice cards in half the time with NFL quality. Coaching tools like Video Pairing, a player app, practice schedules, and wristband sheets have made First Down Playbook a program management system with everything in one place. If you're in a position of leadership with your football program, receive a free one-week look at First Down Playbook. Call them at 512-814-6158. Or visit them on their website or social media. Mention Coach and Coordinator Podcast or use the coupon code COACH24 to receive a $100 discount off the normal $700 First Down Playbook team membership price. Links and the phone number are in the show notes. On today's episode, we're going to talk about building a program that every stakeholder, everybody in your community can be proud of and what goes into that system that builds that type of program. And Joining me to discuss that is a three-peat state champion from Iowa, Brad Zelenovich, from Southeast Polk High School. Coach, great to have you here on the podcast.
0: Thanks for having me, Keith.
1: It's been fun to watch you guys. I first was made aware of your program like most people. The pandemic opened the doors for a lot of things, and you were presenting in a virtual clinic. I believe it was for the Iowa Football Coaches Association, and you talked about uh, the multi-sport athlete and making sure you get him into your program. I'm sure we'll touch on that today, but wanted to dig into just some of the things that have helped you make your program what it is today. And before we got going, we're talking a little bit, and you said, you know, it always starts with good players. Of course, talent is an important part of it. For anything to work, whatever you're in, you have to have talented people who can do the jobs that they're supposed to do. But really, it goes beyond that for you, that it's about building good people, that that's at the core of what you do.
0: You know, high school football, we're in Iowa here, we're an education-based program, right? And so without you know, the high school building and, and kids going to class, you know, we don't have football. So we, we talk about that. You know, this is a people business and, and we're an extension of the classroom. And so the lessons, you know, the development of young people, especially in today's day and age is is uh, challenging, but extremely rewarding. And kind of where we start, you know, that's the foundation of our program. You know, at the end of our program vision statement, the last line is, is that we work tirelessly to be a program that, parents, teachers, community members are proud of. And so we're upfront and honest with our kids. And, and uh, that goes beyond just obviously Friday nights. That's a daily battle that uh, that we fight every single day. And our kids understand that. And, you know, we feel like in order to do special things, and we've been fortunate enough to, to have some success, you know, it, it comes down to good people and developing people and, and having a system in place to do that.
1: You mentioned that tireless part, and that's something for you you said when you wake up, you think about what you can do to create the best environment. You pointed out that today before you got on this call, you know, you had eight individual meetings with players and you have some of those coming up afterwards today. So when you look at just developing those people, part of it is that individualized plan. When you're sitting down with those guys, what is it you do with those individuals just to create that buy in to show them that, you know what, this is something you want to be a part of?
0: Well, I think the biggest thing that shows young people is that you're going to invest time, right? And, you know, we got 86 guys on our roster right now. You know, obviously it's February. We're heading into, you know, we're in the thick of, of winter training and whatnot and the off season and guys are, you know, our state wrestling tournament starts today and we've got, you know, two or three guys in the lineup there. They're going to go compete for championships, which is awesome. We got, you know, basketball players. Uh, we start track practice on Monday. So um, like I tell them, you know, you're, We want you to go compete in those other sports, but at the end of the day, you're always a football player. So when you have these meetings, right, you know, one of our foundational values is open and honest communication, right? Without honesty, there is no trust. And so I think what it shows young people is if, you know, as the head coach, I'm willing to meet with 85 of those guys, giving them 15 minutes over the course of a week and a half, you know, before school prep periods, Saturday mornings, that that I care it's amazing you know the topics that come up as you you know you, you really dig into the kids and, and and their lives and their stories and what's going on and you know weaving it back into football and and the message is always about leadership and standard and where are you at and what's going on and and so I think it shows them that it's more than just football by just the simple fact of doing it, you know, and obviously we're not the first people to do that, but it's one of the most important things that we do, you know, that kind of sets the stage for their development throughout the, the school year. And then as we approach, you know, the ever important, you know, spring and summer months.
1: Looking at the other part of this people equation is your coaching staff and obviously a very important component. And you mentioned to me that, You want to ensure that the people who are involved in your program know that they're going to get coached when you're looking at your coaching staff and what you want out of them. What are the key things that make a good assistant for you?
0: You're exactly right. It's about people. It's about the, the, the adults, the coaching staff that we get around our young people every day. And we're fortunate here that, um, we've had unbelievable consistency with our staff, um, You know, um, they're around our kids every day. We're fortunate, and I know, you know, it can be unique. Um, There's a lot of high schools out there that, you know, a lot of their coaches or some of their coaches are nine-to-fivers. You know, they're out of their building. Our coaches are in the building. Um, I think uh, um, seven of our eight varsity coaches are uh, teachers in the school district, and uh, five of them are in our building. Uh, the other thing that I think is really important when you talk about, you know, multi-sport and, and developing the whole kid, you know, um, our head track coach is, is also an assistant football coach, coordinates our special teams. You know, I'm a 5A head coach. I'm an assistant track coach on our varsity staff. Our defensive line coach is a, is a head, uh, uh, junior high track coach. Um, other assistants are, are spread in, in different sports. And so they see you, um, Coaching them in different environments right coaching tracks different than 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 coaching football and it's 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 afforded me a way to to get to know them in a different light uh to show them that it's more than just football but yet you're caring about the development of them in another sport and so we're really fortunate that way to have that kind of system in place and that you know that comes from administrative support and in and, and getting your people in the right spots and and letting people but um do their job but we we you know um the culture part the relationships that our coaches develop with our kids you know culture and leadership and character development all the things that we're doing throughout this time of year you know comes from the top down but obviously comes alive from the bottom up so you know the conversations that those guys have i mean um there there are those conversations going on every single day you know maybe somebody's you know late to class or hey what's going on and and uh, you know hold them to a standard you know in february because uh, in our opinion, in order to to win at a high level, that's really, really important so we're fortunate we got great people we, you know they're great they're great teachers you know uh obviously they're great teachers of the game but but more importantly, they're great men, mentors for our kids, good husbands and fathers and uh, um, you know we talk about those things you know we're we're open and honest about those things, and our kids see them in, in you know in the community um they're invested uh they care. And so, um, you know, when you can, when you have that type of system in place, you're able to do some special things.
1: People obviously are the core of this, but it it goes beyond just a a place where, Hey, there's, there's handshakes and high fives and hugs and whatever it might be. That's great. That all creates a great feeling, but you have a system that really drives this. You have a process that drives it, the development of your athletes and really what you fit into uh, what you call your annual plan. And you have to have that today. Because it goes beyond just people feel good about being together. I mean, there has to be that process where they're developed. Mm -hmm. And I know you've, you've looked at a lot of things. You've evolved over time. There's a lot of components of some other things you've brought into your system that fit really well. But ultimately, kids want to be a part of something that's excellent, right? When you look at, I mentioned to you before we got going, I'll see a lot of coaches on Twitter talking about the club sports, the summer seven on seven, you look at other sports like baseball, high school team versus your summer team. And I think it all comes down to this. Like you have to have an excellent product and that'll help you too. You've talked about that clinic talk you did on the multi-sport athlete. You want multi-sport athletes to come into your program, show them that you got a great product. So what goes into this system you've developed, what goes into creating that better product that people really do want to be a part of because it develops them?
0: That's really good. You know, I, I think we spoke earlier and I, and I don't know if I mentioned it so far, but you know, I wake up every day and I'm trying to create a product, a culture and environment, a, a 5A football program that that everybody wants to be a part of. And so how do you do that? You know, you started with the end in mind and then you work backwards, but you touched on the multi-sport. I think the biggest thing is, is you know, you talk about your annual plan, you know, if I'm the head football coach and I say, Hey, I I value multi-sport kids because I believe the lessons that they learn on the basketball court or the wrestling mats or the baseball diamond are going to benefit us when it's really tough in in the state semifinals or we're in the quarterfinals and we got to defend a two-point conversion to move on. Uh, I believe that. So does my calendar, right, my annual plan, so to speak, back that up? Or am I putting kids in positions where they have to choose? I think that's where it starts, but you're exactly right. The specialization, the youth sports model, development, you know, we always talk about skill development versus athletic development. We are going to leave no stone unturned to develop our players. And I think our kids and our parents understand that. We try and be upfront and honest with that. And we try and create a system where kids are getting what they need right here within the walls of our school. And so that's investing time. Obviously, that's investing resources. That's trying to stay abreast of new training ideas and methodologies to give our kids the greatest advantage. You know, at the end of the day, everybody lifts weights, right? Everybody's got a plan, a process, a a way to train their guys. And we tell our guys that. The difference is, is, you know, it's not what we do, it's how we do it. And there is no secret, right? There's no shortcuts to success. But I think when you invest in young people with time, with opportunities to train and compete, you know, you can create a culture. I mean, that's, that's where it starts. Guys struggling together, lifting together, training together. And when you start seeing improvement and when you start seeing kids get better, I mean, that's when you got them, you know, and that's when you can create a wonderful system to train guys. And, and understand, embrace the, the, the seven on sevens and the spring baseballs and all those things. But understand at the end of the day, you know, uh, what we do here is going to help them. You know, I kind of joke, you know, if you want to hit the ball over the wall instead of to the wall, come, come with weights. You know what I mean? If you want your 78 mile per hour fastball to be an 85 mile per hour fastball where does that happen? You know, long toss, I get it, but you, you better be able to put some weight on your back and, and put force into the ground. So that's the world we live in. That, that's what it is. So it's not going, going away, but hopefully our guys understand the importance of, of um, being here with their teammates. Right. And they're doing it together.
1: As coaches, we know that some of the biggest hurdles to our team's success can come from off the field. Your team needs support to tackle the endless list of expenses, uniforms, training equipment, travel, and more. But raising that money can feel like a full-time job. Thankfully, there's Vertical Raise. Vertical Raise is the premier online fundraising platform using innovative technology to create the easiest and most efficient system available. Raise more money in less time with a local fundraising coach who works with your team every step of the way to customize the ideal fundraiser. With options for online donations, digital discount cards, premium product sales, and even spirit shops, Vertical Raise has top-of-the-line solutions for every fundraising style. To find out more, visit verticalraise.com, and we'll get you connected with an exclusive offer on your first fundraiser. I've always been interested in the use of technology to make our jobs more effective, so I'm excited to continue sharing modern football technology with you here on the podcast. This innovative system leverages tendencies to improve self-scouting, game planning, and in-game decision-making at the speed of the game. Modern football stands out because it's a battle-tested platform used by teams at all levels, like four-time national champion Bishop Gorman, the five-time California state champion Folsom Bulldogs, six-time Texas state champion Lake Travis, Cal football, and the CFL's Gray Cup champions, the Montreal Alouettes. So book a demo today to see why these teams trust modern football technology. Visit www.teammofo.com slash demo and mention Coaching Coordinator Podcast or use the coupon code CC10 to receive 10% off your first year. When you look at the foundation behind your off-season system, I know we talked about different components, some of the things that you've adopted, maybe not in full, but uh, some of the philosophies. For example, like feed the cats. What are some of the things you've put into this? I think everybody takes those things, they learn and they they evolve it, they shape it to fit their situation. So for you, what are those things?
0: Well, yeah, like I said, there. I think there's some foundational things. You know, we've been doing the data driven speed that you know um, about seven eight years. And, you know, we had, uh, some of that free lap stuff with the wrist watches. That's how old it was before the, even the chips, you know? And so, uh, trying to develop, you know, the foundation of, uh, of, uh, you know, linear speed, you know, maximum velocity, you know, and everything's analytics now. And, um, the GPS, the catapult stuff, we, you know, we, we, we prescribed that and monitoring our guys and, 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 and the older I get, um, you know, some of those can talk about essentialism and less is more, um you know, like I told you earlier, you know, there are things I did as a young assistant coach or even a young head coach and and shake my head. And and that's been hard, right? With some of our, you know, coaches on staff, like the way we practice, uh, we do a ton of good on good, get in, we get our work in, and then we go home. And then we rest and we try and repeat it. And like I tell them, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we're not trying to win. It's kind of misleading because, yeah, you're not going to Win a game on on Tuesday. We got to get the horses to the race, but yet you are going to win the game Monday through Thursday. You know, and so healthy coach. You know, people talk about you know having joy, coaching with joy, being. We talk to our guys about being somebody that people enjoy being around. You know, I mean, like one of our core principles of you know, and that and that goes in math class, English class, and on the practice field. So all those different training methodologies in terms of linear speed were really into some game speed stuff and and teaching kids how to control speed and being able to change directions is kind of the new venture. And I think the other thing for us, you know, people talk about culture is, is, you know, and we learned our lesson the hard way, but trying to develop a system in place and it seems simple, right? But, At the height of it, right, when the lights are on, you know, we have very little sign-in culture, and those things aren't, you know, slogans on T-shirts or signs on the wall. We do have some of those things. And one of the like, how do you get your guys to play at their best when it matters most? In highly stressful, highly competitive situations, what's your plan? And that's a huge challenge, right? But we talk about those things, you know, when it's fourth down. You know, you're in the state finals we lost a game in 2020 in the state championship game and started out like fire, had a mistake and then it just got completely hammered, made uncharacteristic mistakes and got beat really bad. And so that was kind of, we didn't know how to respond to adversity. So we tried to create situations in practice by doing some different things and, and trying to talk to our kids about how do you manage highly stressful situations. And you know, when you're in the arena, turn around the next year, we're in a tight game with the same team we had played 10 to seven. We get the ball in the one yard line in the third quarter and we go 19 plays, 99 yards, 10 minutes and 38 seconds off the clock. The the drive spanned pretty much an entire high school quarter and we go up 17, seven win our first ever state championship. Now I'm not going to sit here and say the things that we did outside of practice and, and, and trying to develop them to be able to execute at a high level in a highly stressful situation. But like I told our staff, maybe it didn't hurt taking time, right? Those are all things. Just constantly trying to, to get better and not changing for changing's sake, but uh, to, to try and create the best product. That's what we try and do every single day. And uh, that's how we train things. You know, when we're not cutting pasting programs from 2018. You know, every day is a new opportunity and we treat it that way. And I kind of joked at the clinic last week i our, our workouts are in the mornings we kind of made some changes to our to our morning stuff or getting into the morning and i wake up every day trying to get to lunch you know that's the goal so uh it's it's been good and our guys understand that uh, we're a day by day program and and uh, you know it's our job to to give them every opportunity to be the best they can be every day
1: we'd love to dig into that idea of getting it done when it Matters the most and how that shows up and how you guys think about that in practice. There's so many situations in this game, some of them that come up, you know, not too often. Uh, you know, some I was watching before we got going, just some different videos with you out there. There was one where you guys had a, you know, you said your first, I think this might have been in 21, you know, your first walk off win, right? Where you guys had ball thrown up in the air, Hail, Hail mm-hmm. Mary type play into the game, but looking at those situations, right? I mean, it's easy Mm -hmm. to call a timeout and draw something up and whatever. But, you know, (laughs) the reality of it is if it's that's a first time kids are seeing it and being exposed to it, it isn't going to happen that way. It is not going to be performed when it matters most. So how do you guys work that in intentionally as a coaching staff? And I guess what's the – What's the curriculum? What's the practice plan? What are the coaching points that you guys really start applying across whatever situation it might be?
0: You know, that's really hard to do, especially, you know, when you're at the high school level in terms of like practice, right? Um, how do you create adverse situations? I'm the head coach and I, and, and and have, uh, you know, I, I call the play still. Uh, haven't given that up yet, but you know, we're a reload or a We call it bingos, right? Where, you know, we're going to redo it. But just like everybody, you know, when we get into situational football, for example, I think the best example, you know, our guys get in tune with like a backed up period, right? And so we've got like a program philosophy when we're backed up. And so we talk about those things. We educate our guys, you know, maybe in a classroom setting, in a meeting setting, walk through throughout the summer. We meet twice a week or preseason training camp. And so, You know, offensively, we're trying to get one first down. And so our kids know that we talk about those types of things. We have a kind of a script. You know, we like to take some shots backed up, that type of thing. And then obviously on the flip side, defensively, three and out, right? I mean, everybody says those things. But, you know, you get to the practice situation and it's a quote, backed up period as you're getting and preparing for games and transitioning special teams and whatnot. But, you know, for example, what we would do is it'd be a backed up period and our defense isn't ready to go. And, you know, we get a first down and instead of reloading it, right, and saying first down uh, on the minus two, we're going to play it through. We're going to film it. And now all of a sudden, the backed up period becomes a, hey, you weren't ready to play period. And now it becomes a red zone period, you know, and then we score a touchdown or finish with points and then we coach off of that. And so the message is with our guys like, hey, don't fall into the trap of this being a quote backed up period and coach is just going to blow the whistle and reload it and have to, you know what I mean? If that makes any sense, like it's, you weren't ready to go and the three play script now became, you had to defend 12 plays and you know, they ended up scoring and um, you weren't ready to go. So how can we teach off of that to try and prepare them for what it's going to be like on Friday nights. And then the other thing is having a plan with highly stressful situations. The mind is powerful. So, don't say negative stuff out loud. That's kind of Trevor Moad's work. It takes what it takes. And so the All Blacks talk about you know, blue head and red head You know when things are highly stressful. So for us, the foundation is diaphragmic breathing. You'll hear our coaches talk about getting their mind right and, and developing a plan. What's your plan on an index card in, in August as we go through training camp of what's your trigger, highly stressful situation what are you going to do to get yourself to dial it into where you need to do to execute? Some guys need to, to calm down, right? they need to lower their heart rate. They need to breathe. They need to focus. Some guys need to speed up, you know what I mean? And so getting them to try and be aware of those types of things, that's been the work that's been challenging for us and something that we've tried to be purposeful in our approach to giving guys tools. And it's all 86 different guys have 86 different ways to get to the same spot. And so when you frame it like that and you give them resources and show them different things, you know, how the best in the world do it, you know, hopefully you're building skill, right? You're giving them skills and tools that when it matters the most, like you said, and, you know, in that first, first game of 21 comes down to the last play, you know, and our, our our receiver joked about, you know, he's a two-way guy. He was an extremely talented kid. He's at the University of Iowa now playing defensive back, playing safety. But obviously, you know, we weren't smart enough to put him on offense and limited reps and whatever. And, we, you know, last play, you know, we got a last play that we practiced multiple times throughout camp. And he's quoted as saying that, you know, he's like, I really didn't know what was going on. That was just him trying to be cool. He, he knew what was going on. We had practiced it. We, we ended up throwing it up and he made a play and we won a game against a really good team. So that's been kind of the next thing for us is, how do you get them to perform? What are the things that you do to try and create adverse situations in practice the best you can, right? Being in high school in Iowa, and then off of the practice field, teaching those things through video, obviously tape, and then kind of creating a a game plan, so to speak for our kids. And and I think it's been helpful for me, you know, and our coaches, you know, coaching in those types of games and those situations. And Maybe it's work, maybe it's not, but, you know, hopefully everybody in our program knows the importance of it because we, we sacrifice time and we spend time doing it.
1: When you look at the situation your program's been in three in a row now, how do you ensure that you celebrate what you've done? You celebrate that last date championship sufficiently. I think there's always a balance with everything. You don't want to overdo it, but celebrate it sufficiently before – you turn the page because I know as coaches, we're if we're guilty of anything, it's uh, we're on to the next one before we've had time to just reflect and soak that in. So, if there's anything you guys do that you know, as I guess this tradition is built now three in a row, that you do make sure you celebrate this sufficiently.
0: You know, to be honest with you, probably one of my many faults. You know, you get you get wired a certain way and coaches are creatures of habit and, and played before Thanksgiving there and kind of enjoyed it. The, the, the calendar helps too with our calendar in terms of butted up against the holidays. So, you, you know, you get away for a little bit and our coaches get away and celebrate, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas and those types of things. But yeah, you're right. You know, I mean, that's the challenge. We do, we do a really good job. Uh, we've got a tremendous and uh, involved parent committee that, that does great things for our kids and Postseason banquets and that thing, and our state does a good job of recognizing those types of things. So, hopefully, those guys feel that we celebrated that appropriately and, and deservedly so, doing what we've done. You know, someday we'll look back on it. Uh, I don't spend a lot of time thinking about it, but, but, I, you know, our kids and our parents should be very proud of, you know, I think we're the first public school in the big class in Iowa to win three. You know, obviously, Dallin Catholic, which is a national brand. Uh, have done a tremendous job, you know, won eight in a row as a parochial school. But in terms of the big class in Iowa, since we've gone to 5A, you know, I think we're the first public school and and we should celebrate that. And and that is a big deal. But at the same time, like you said, I haven't spent a lot of time, you know, thinking about it, getting back to work here in in 2020 as the calendar gets back to 2024. And, uh, you know, we're back to work. And so we're still trying to chase a rough side of the mountain so the reality is these guys that we're meeting with right now and going through the off season you know haven't done anything yet although some of them were were on the field and and uh last november so that is a challenge for sure and, and something like you know maybe someday i'll realize that but right now it's uh business as usual
1: yeah that now is the challenge when you think about your upcoming seniors they've experienced in in their time in high school, nothing but varsity state championships. And you said it it's the the rough side of the mountain, right? So coming back down and grounding those guys that this is a new team, what things do you focus on as you move on to the 2024 season?
0: Well, just that, you know, and that's the message. And, and, uh, you know, we had a a really uh, big senior class with, with a lot of really good players. And, you know, like our left guard had 39 career starts at left guard in high school. You know what I mean? He was a sophomore starter, our right guard, 37, you know, our tack, you know, so that's, that's what we, you know, we're trying to uh, replace. And obviously you don't replace guys like that, but the challenge is hopefully, you know, the message is we feel good about the guys, although they may not have a ton of game experience goes back to the training. You know, and hopefully we've we've done a good job of preparing them, you know, through our, our, our training in the weight room and our speed development stuff. And then obviously the the skill, the football skill that, you know, that we can plug new guys in there and they're still gonna play at a high standard. And whether that equates to when you know, we don't talk about that, right? I mean it's it's the daily challenge of you know, trying to be the best you can be. We're gonna you know, coach the heck out of our guys and and uh try and develop them and then when you know things get cranked up here in the summer and fall camp do what we need to do to to try and put ourselves in a position to win and whether that's tweaks for scheme you know feel like we've got an offensive system that we can you know that we can adapt to depending on our personnel you know we're not unlike any other high school that does that and then you know just play at a high level play with the, you know great effort great technique and, and, and go see what happens, but highly competitive, you know, central Iowa, CIML, it's great football, tremendous players and coaches and facilities and great environments. Our kids, you know, have it, uh, have it pretty good that way. So that's exciting. You know, we, we talked to our guys about that's a big deal to play football here. The standard has been set to, you know, pretty recently, you know, we won our first playoff game in 2004 in the history of our school. So in 20 seasons, you know the the standard has you know become what it's become, and that, that's because of the people. So the, the, because of the guys that came before our current players and coaches, and we talk about that and we embrace that. But moving forward, you know, leaving their legacy. So I'm excited. We got a good group of guys coming back. We're excited to to see what they do, and and you know every day is an opportunity to improve, and we'll we'll kind of go from there.
1: Coach, I really appreciate you spending the time with us and giving us a peek into your program and what some of the things that have brought you the success that you've been experiencing. And certainly, best of luck to you and the Southeast Polk Rams as you pursue number four here in
0: 2024. Keith, I appreciate you having me on. I've been a huge fan of your work for a long time and what you do for football and you know, like I told you earlier, the impact you've had on Southeast programs without probably even knowing it, you know, when I'm listening to the podcast and getting ideas and jotting things down, it's been it's been great. So really appreciate you uh, inviting me on on today.
1: Here are winning edge takeaways and ideas for implementation. One, focus on developing good people prioritize character development and values within your program, emphasizing qualities such as honesty, leadership, and teamwork. Coach Zelenovich emphasized the importance of building a program that goes beyond just talent on the field. He highlighted the significance of developing good people, instilling values, and creating a culture where players are not only skilled athletes, but also individuals who contribute positively to their community. Two, invest and build in relationships. Schedule those regular one-on-one meetings with your players to understand their lives, challenges, and goals, and foster a strong player-coach relationship based on trust and support. Coach has stressed the importance of investing time in individual meetings with players, building those honest communications and showing genuine care for their development, both on and off the field. And three, create a system for success. Develop an annual plan that aligns with your program's values and goals, Incorporate the training methods that prioritize both physical and mental aspects of player development while also integrating strategies to simulate game-like scenarios in practice and prepare for critical moments. Follow all we're doing at coachingcoordinator.com and sign up there for our weekly tip sheet which runs down the best ideas from each episode. Follow us on Twitter at Coach K Grabowski and be sure to check out our partner, Signature Championship Rings at signaturechampionshiprings.com slash podcast.